Hey guys, welcome to the One and Done Podcast, where it's all about young people being successful in business early in life. We're recording today from the Rollo Insurance Studio in College Station, Texas, and we're excited to have y'all with us today. Welcome back to episode number eight of the One and Done Podcast. We have two special guests in today. Um, both recently accepted a position with us at Rollo Insurance, so we're very excited to have them uh, come join the team June 1st. But we have Nick Dethridge and Macy O'Neill. Welcome to the podcast, guys. <laughs> Well, thanks for having us, Jackson. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, you know, they just went through the whole process of picking jobs, where they wanted to go to work. Think, we're thankful they picked us here at Rollo, but they didn't. They obviously didn't have to. And so they had a lot of other options, uh, talked to a lot of different companies. And so I said, hey, why don't you guys come into the studio today? We'll kind of break up what we normally do on the one and done. And we'll talk about what everybody on this podcast or who listens to it, who's in school, should be thinking about, which is, process which is you know transitioning from college to a career and what that entails so uh, very happy to have both of them on the show today so you know with that being said you know Nick we'll start with you what was that process like for you um, you know picking where you wanted to go to work um, what did you look at what were some of the factors that came into play um, for me picking a career was it was difficult because I came in with a, a sports management degree from undergrad, from a little tiny school in East Texas. And so I didn't really know where I wanted to go. I couldn't really find a job coming out of that school. So I was looking for another place to come. And I came to A&M and then I got here and I was like, well, now I really don't know what I want to do because now my whole world's thrown off. I went from a school of 2,000 people to (laughs) 65,000 people. And so everything's completely different. And so trying to find what I wanted to do I, I came in, I really wanted to go into sales just because I felt like coming from a sports background, that's really what would drive me. And being in that sports background, it really, uh, the sales aspect, it drove me to, you know, push myself and really get rewarded for the effort that I put in. And so I really was just trying to figure out what kind of sales I wanted to go into. And I didn't really know where I was going to go or what I was going to do. And with all the different options that A&M offered me, I was completely confused. And then I happened to run into Rollo like the first week, maybe something of, of the program, something like that. And, you know, they, they said God, family, country. And I was like, okay, that sounds like me. I didn't want to go into the corporate world. I didn't want to do anything like that. And so I met with them and here we are almost 11 months later. And, I'm still here. So that was about how it went for me. Absolutely. So Macy, what about you? Um, So it was definitely hard for me too. I came out of undergrad knowing that I wanted to get an advanced degree. I didn't know what it was going to be, if it was going to be an extension to my bachelor's or if I was just going to be in business in general so that I could, you know, get my feet on the ground and learn more before I jumped into the world of working. But I came out and started this program having no clue what I wanted to do. Um, I knew that there were fields out there that I didn't know about, but I didn't know what I didn't know. So, you know, I'm asking people, like, how did you figure out that you wanted to get in this random field that I've never heard of before? How did you learn about it? And so everyone starts telling me, like, I just did research. I talked to people, blah, blah, blah. Um, And our program offers these lunch and learns where they bring in companies from you know, every different field that you can imagine. So they'll come in and they'll tell you about who we are, what we are, and here's what this industry is like. And so that taught me a lot and really, you know, opened things up and taught me about fields I'd never heard of before. So Rollo came in and started talking about insurance, which is something I'd never thought of. And um, 
started learning more about it, doing my own research on it. And it was different. Like Nick said, he knew he wanted to go into sales. I did not. That was not something I had considered. I didn't know enough about it. And, um, so when I started learning about it, I was like, actually, this really fits me. This fits a lot of my personality. This is something I think I would be good at. And it's just not something that I was taught very much about. So definitely was a, um, trial and error research, Googling all kinds of anything I could think of just to figure out you know, what sounds good, what sounds like it fits me. Yeah. So what were some of the characteristics y'all were looking for when, when, you know, you had, like you said, you had, um, you had all the lunch and learns and all of the companies coming in and talk and talking to you. What were you looking for characteristic wise to say, okay, I'm not interested in that company or I am interested in these companies. And then when you narrowed it down to some, you know, a couple of companies, what kind of were the, the individual characteristics you were looking for either with the people you're going to be working with or the office culture? What was it that made you decide, you know, Rollo Insurance instead of another place? The big thing for me was definitely like the corporate culture, the company culture, because like I said, I didn't really want to go into the corporate world. I didn't want to be just a number on a on a sheet that no one knows your name. I sit in a cubicle all day and I don't know any of my coworkers. I didn't want that. And so coming here, meeting with Jackson and Jason and all the other people that we met with, and it it was just different. It felt different. I'd had a couple interviews before that, and it was more like, I'm going to drill you on, you know, if you know this, if you know that. And I came here, and it was just like a conversation. It was conversation, kind of seeing where I was and feeling out personalities and things like that. And I thought it was really cool that we actually got to meet with Jason, the CEO, because you don't really ever get to meet the CEO on an interview. And so I thought that was really, really cool. And it just it felt different to me. And the big thing for me was the culture just because it fits my personality, you know, God, family, country. That was what I was looking for. And I couldn't really find another company that had that feeling. I would say my top three huge things were I wanted a good amount of freedom. I wanted flexibility. I wanted to do things my way. I wanted to be able to have time with my family if I want that. You know, I didn't want to be married to my job and not be able to do anything else. I also wanted a good culture. Like Nick said, I wanted to work with people that I genuinely enjoyed. I wanted to want to come to work every day. And I know that sounds so cliche, but I wanted to like my job so bad. That was so important to me. And I also wanted to make money. So I was like, yeah, I want to find something that I can make some money doing and something that I would like to do and people I would like to work with and that I can have the flexibility that I want. And this was perfect. And like Nick said, when we came in for that first interview, we got to meet you guys And it wasn't just how much do you know, what kind of education do you have, what kind of experience do you have, could you fit well as an employee here? It was like, do you fit well in this culture? Are you going to come in and, you know, mess up the ambiance of what we have here? Do we like you as a human being? And I was like, wow, that's nice. They actually care about me. (laughs) And so that was huge to me too, because other companies I talked to, they were like, doesn't really matter what your background is and who your family is and, you know, what your life was like. It's always what can you do to benefit us, period. And so this was a lot really different. And that's what really kept, you know, bringing me back. I was like, all these other things are good, but this place is great. Yeah. And, you know, and, and not everybody wants to go to work for this smaller company, right? I'm sure, you know, in y'all's, in y'all's class, there's quite a few people who took jobs with larger corporations, but you know, I wonder, you know, when y'all talk about it for just a minute, you know, you coming from a smaller town, Macy, and then Nick coming from a smaller college before coming to A&M, 
Do you think that had anything to do with what you're looking for in a company, maybe having the smaller feel and being a little more flexible in what it was able to offer uh, rather than kind of a here's what we offer, do you fit it or not? I think for me, so I'm from Fort Worth, and it's a big city, but it has more of that small town feel. And I've always wanted to be, you know, like I know my neighbors. I know, you know, these people around me. I don't want to just be stuck in the middle of this place, this giant place that I don't know anything about. I don't know anybody around me. Going to the little tiny school in East Texas, you know, it was a lot of that feel. And like I said, there was like 2,000 people there. And so I was like the same size as my high school. And it was kind of weird just because everybody did know everything about everybody. But I liked, you know, that core group of people that I got to meet. And so I think that definitely did have an impact on wanting a smaller company just because I didn't want to be, like I said, just a number. I wanted to, you know, have like a family, like a family feeling in the in the company. And so I think that was a big piece of why I chose Rollo as well. Um, so for me, it was it ended up being pretty much the same thing Nick said. But at the beginning, I was raised, you know, in a really small town and So as I got older and I started looking at, you know, what college am I going to go to and whatnot, I really pushed away from that small town. I was like, I've had this forever. I want to go somewhere big. I want to be somewhere different. I don't like the small town feel um, where everybody knows everything. And so I pushed it away really hard for a long time. So I uh, went to college that was, um, I went to Texas State at first. So I moved far away. And then I got over there and I was like, you know, this is great, but I do miss the little things about being in a small town where everybody knows everybody, maybe it's not so bad. So I came to College Station, went to A and M, um, and then started to find that A and M and College Station are a good balance between, you know, a small town and that larger town feel. But I think it was pushing that away for a long time made me realize, like, actually, this is a really good thing to have people that really care about me and, you know, they know me well and we're like a family and so that had a big um, push with Rollo I I, like I said earlier really liked that it was personal here and so yes that had a lot to do with me too perfect so you know both of y'all y'all mentioned the program a couple of times already so far so both of you are going through currently uh, almost finished with the MS business program here at Texas A&M and uh, talk about that program a little bit talk about number one uh, what the program is number two what made you interested in the program and then number three, um, kind of how that helped you in, in deciding where you wanted to go with your career. All right. So the program itself is basically like their catchphrase is learn business by doing business. And so the big draw to that is our IBE. And so the IBE is basically you create a company with a team and you actually like create a business model. You make a physical product and you go out and actually sell the product. And so once you're selling the product, all your proceeds, once you break even, go to a charity of your choice. And then basically the rest of the courses are a broad overview of business, basically. And so the program's built for people that don't come from a business background. So if, like me, I was sports management, Macy was... Psychology. Psychology. So you can't have a business background from undergrad So you have all these people, you have engineers and all this kind of stuff coming in here. And so we don't know anything about business technically. And so we basically, we take anything from accounting to finance to speech to, I mean, everything business oriented you can think of, that's what we take. And so that's basically the gist of the program. Uh, What made me interested in the program was 
basically I was looking for an MBA to start. And, you know, you can't get an MBA straight out of school. You have to have like five to 10 years of experience in the corporate world. And so I couldn't really find an MBA program. So I was looking around and I wanted to come to A&M just because of the great connections and the, the College Station feel. I'd been here a few times. And so I found this program that was 11 months. You can come in straight out of school, you get a master's degree, and you get this kind of entrepreneurial experience. And that's always been a big spark in me. My dad and my stepmom both own their own business. So I've always been kind of integrated with that. And so it was super exciting to me. And I saw it and I was like, okay, perfect. I'll be in and out 11 months, done. I have a master's degree and hopefully A&M can help me find a job because I can't find one on my own. And so I came here, led to where we are now at this point. But that was my big draw to the MS Business Program was the entrepreneurial experience and having the A&M connections and just building that relationship with A&M. Yeah, so um, like Nick said, this program is really into hands-on experiences. They want you to learn business by doing business, and they really do mean it. Um, everything we learned, we basically had a hands-on aspect to it. So whether it was learning about human resources, we had this really detailed simulation where we were really doing the thing. Um, IBE especially, that was from square one. We ran a business. You know, We did the marketing research. We did all the strategy. We did the A-B testing on our website. Like everything you can imagine going into a business, we really did it. So um, that was something that I really liked about the program when I was first learning about it was that we weren't going to be just learning and then being tested over these facts and these words. We were going to get to really put it into action and see what it's like. Also, um, another big thing was when we were learning about international business environment, we, in a typical world, in the MS business program, you get to go on a 10 day international experience. So you really get to learn international business in an international place. So uh, obviously that didn't happen with this co cohort or the last cohort, but uh, in the future that would happen. So I can't suggest MS Business enough. It's faster than an MBA program. And I like that rather than going into MS Marketing or MS Finance or you know MS Management, in MS Business you get to put your foot in the door in every single field. So you get to try a little bit of everything rather than putting all your energy on one and then you realize maybe you don't like it so much or you didn't learn about other, you know, aspects of business and so it was really good and broad and that's what I really draw me to it so what did, how did that help you guys out with picking where you wanted to go to work right I know they do a bunch of lunch and learns I'm sure they talk to you guys about helping you pick a job right where you want to go to work or a career I should say what did they what did they tell you guys and kind of what did y'all take from that as things that are important when you're looking for a career honestly they talked to us so much about getting a job, and they were extremely helpful. We had the CMC, the Career Management Center, helping us out constantly. Several professors, uh, Richard and Dimitri, were both super helpful in trying to find that, that spot that you fit in. Uh, so one of the big things that they told us to look for was a place that you fit in. And I know I've harped about culture several times at this point, but that was always a big Point that they always made was you ask about the culture, you find out what the culture is, and then you see where you fit. Don't don't worry about the money. Don't worry about any of this. Worry about liking your job and the people you're going to be around. And that was obviously a big piece of why I'm here at Rollo. 
because of they they harped on that point over and over and over and over again, basically just drilled it into my head. But that was a big thing of what I was looking for too. So I thought that that was really cool. And like you said, they do a lot of lunch and learns and we have so many people out there trying to help us out, trying to push us to find a job. Like I said, Andrew and Mike, a couple of our professors, uh, Dr. Flint, they all were very driven on trying to help us find jobs and just push us to the right, uh, the right industry. Yeah, um, like Nick brought up the CMC, the Career Management Center, they were incredibly helpful. They came in during block one, which is the very beginning of our program, and they tell you, you know, we're going to be here starting now to help you find a career that's going to fit well with you when you graduate. And at the time, that was really intimidating because we were like, wow, this program just started. We're already talking about careers. That's scary. But um, so they go into detail with us about how to build quality connections how to design your resume in an effective way, which sounds so high school, but it was thing. I mean, they were teaching us things that I had never learned before from um, a really educated standpoint. They knew what they were talking about. I trusted them. They gave me so many tips, things I had never thought to do before. So they also put us in connection with a lot of high powered people. So if we told them they were interested or that we were interested in an industry, they know someone who's high up in that industry and they can put us in uh, contact with them. That was something that they weren't selfish with their connections. They wanted us to succeed. So um, they harped networking also so hard, especially Richard Castleberry. Obviously, if you know Richard on LinkedIn, he is so well connected. It's crazy. So they definitely um, made sure that we knew how to network and do it of good quality and, you know, how to really represent ourselves when looking for a job, which was huge. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you, you guys are both four or five years into school now. You know, picked where you're going to work, right? You're finally getting out of college. Um, but going back to, you know, freshman year, at what point did you guys realize what you wanted to do? Because it's such a big decision that I think that that's kind of what this podcast is all about, is helping people make that decision. And, you know, you guys had the ability to be in the MS business program, get access to lunch and learns, learn about all these different industries. Most people don't get that right. And, and if you're not in that program, you're not going to get that most of the time. You're going to walk into a career fair. You're going to meet the first three people that are the best speakers or the nicest people. And those are the three industries you're going to probably choose from uh, on a career. So at least if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to learn about different industries as time goes on. Um, but what what do you think school does to help you prepare for those careers? And especially like you guys are going into sales, what does school do to help you guys prepare for, for, did school help you guys prepare for sales in any way? School doesn't help you particularly get into sales because sales is so much of a personality game. It's not as much like a lot of people think you have to be an extrovert to be a salesman. You have to be, you know, the loudest person, the center of attention all the time to be a good salesperson. But Actually, the MS Business Program taught us very the opposite. You have to be very conversational. You have to be a good listener. And so I think the MS Business Program actually did teach us how to go into sales more than my undergrad for sure because my undergrad was just kinesiology and business mixed, and so I didn't really get the sales side of it. But I think the MS Business Program did do a pretty good job of teaching us, gearing us how to you know, be in sales and be effective in sales rather than just how to be the loudest person in the room and gain all the attention. Yeah. So I totally agree that undergrad and 
even if you didn't go to college, you know, even in high school, when you're talking about what do I want to be when I grow up, we are not really taught in the system how to have a flexible career and how to make money based on effort. So like I said earlier, uh, in a typical job, you're trading hours for dollars, where in sales, you're trading effort for dollars, which is not typical and is hard to come by and something that I had never considered before. I always thought career equals you find something you like to do, you go to work from nine to five and you get the pay that you agree on, period. Whether I am the hardest working person in the building or I'm slacking off, we're going to get paid the same. And that's what we're taught. That's what I'm has always, I've always known that as normal. So an undergrad and I guess anyone I had talked to outside of undergrad, even if I was saying, you know, what, what do I want to do? What am I good at? Blah, blah. It was never, I never thought about sales. And so when we got into the MS business program, they taught us a little bit more about, they started talking about sales and, you know, commission based careers. And so I was like, well, that's new, something I don't know much about. And then they started learning about it. I was like, what? this is, this is what's fair is commission. What's fair is getting paid for, you know, how hard you work rather than sitting in my office all day, staring at a wall and, if I'm not being productive, what, why am I there? You know, so definitely not taught how to have this sort of career. Um, but I'm so glad that I was opened up to it and got to get more information on it and talk to someone who's been in it because this is definitely, you know, I think a great way to go if that's something that you think you could be good at. Yeah. If it's something that, that you, you know, fit into and, For and sure. we've had, already on the podcast, we've had real estate agents, um, we've had commercial real estate agents, um, mortgage lenders, all of those people sell something, right? And, you know, they might sell service or sell themselves, but they're selling something at the end of the day. And I think that might be what school teaches you is that sales, like you said, you know, you got to be the loudest person in the room. Um, you got to be annoying, right? You're going to exactly. be pushy. Uh, people don't want to buy from you. But really, in every single business, I know, you know, both of y'all's parents are business owners. They sell something. They sell themselves or their product or whatever they're selling. They're selling something at the end of the day as an entrepreneur. And I think that's what the MS Business Program sounds like taught you guys is that you know you have to sell something oh, for to sure. be successful you know in this life um you know thinking back now how old are both of you 22 21 okay so super young think four years ago when you were you know 17 and 18 respectively what would you tell yourself at that age or tell people who are listening at that age who are right at the beginning of college whenever they're looking for a career right i mean look here's the thing they're you go to high school for what, four years, you go to college for four years, and then you select a job or a career that's going to be your career for the next 40. So basically the majority hopefully. of your life is spent doing some type of a job or a career, hopefully. Um, making that right decision at the very beginning, I mean, it's, it's almost like a you know an annuity or a mutual fund. People show if you put money in those earlier, the return later is, is crazy, right? And it's because time, time develops more money. So what what would you guys tell someone who's at that stage to make sure that they pick the right career? What are some things they need to look for? Well, going back to my freshman year, there's probably a lot of things that I would tell myself not to do. But um, the biggest thing is, you know, start doing your research. You know, start looking into not just what your major is going to be in, not just what you're going to graduate with, but start looking into, you know, the broad field. If it's business, look into all the industries of business or if you're going into like kinesiology, look at all those fields because you don't want to limit your options because once you limit your options, then you're stuck. You limit it down to 
two things that you want to do, then you don't have any choices. You have to, you know, pick a job that you're probably not going to be very happy with. I know for me, I originally, like I said, I started with a sports management degree. I wanted to be in the front office of an MLB franchise. Then I realized you have to know people in MLB franchises to get to that spot. And I didn't know anybody. And then I almost went into PT school. And then I wanted to own my own uh, sports, my sports baseball training facility. That's the words I was looking for. And so then I realized I had to have money to do that. And so I came out of undergrad and I was like, I have to get a master's degree. I'd always plan on getting a master's degree. But at this point, I was like, I really need a master's degree because I have no idea where I'm going or what I'm doing. And so I came here and they taught us about sales and it struck me right away. I was like, coming from that sports background, that's that's it. So going back to freshman year, I would say just start doing your research and don't limit your options because I limited mine immediately, even before high school or before college. I came into college, you know, already zoned in on one thing and then I realized, oh, that's not going to work. And then I tried to zone in on another thing and, oh, that's not going to work. So just really do your research and don't limit yourself down. Yeah, I agree with Nick. Um, definitely don't limit yourself. I think advice that I would give myself at, you know, 18, 17, 18 years old would be to talk to people. I, if you had told me, message this person on LinkedIn or go find their work email and send them an email and ask to have a 10 minute phone conversation about what their job is, I would have had a stroke. There is not a chance I would have done that. I would have freaked out. I would have thought this person in the corporate world does not want to talk to me. They don't care about me. Um, but coming into the MS Business Program, that's what we were taught by the Career Management Center. They taught us to reach out and talk to people who are in these fields that you think you may want to go into and learn about it firsthand. So I started messaging people like crazy, and I was so surprised. They were so kind. They were so open, and I didn't have one person that was like, no, I don't really have time for this. They they always had time to talk to me and tell me there were careers that I really thought were promising that I talked to someone who's done it for 10 years. And I was like, wow, this is not what I want to do at all. So I think advice I would give myself is do not be afraid to talk to somebody, talk to somebody who knows more than you do about the industry that you think you want to go into. You know, I'll put my sales hat on here for just a minute. <laughs> if you actually, people love talking about themselves. Absolutely love it. And so if you're you know looking for a job or if you're in sales and you're looking to get more information out of somebody, I tell people all the time, Dumbest thing you can ever do is ask Mike, can I please have three names for a referral? If you would have had an actual conversation with that person during that whatever that process was that led up to that question, they should have told you about their aunt or their uncle that own a business or that have a home or have an auto or are looking to buy a home if you're a realtor. They need, they're looking for a new mortgage lender. People love talking about themselves. And if you could just listen genuinely and have a conversation with somebody, super, super successful. So anybody going into sales, that's something you probably want to do. Um, but you know, I think those are great tips for, for other people. I do. I, I wanted to read something. I saw this on LinkedIn the other day and I thought it was awesome, but it, it's, it was a, a guy he posted and he said, unpopular take, try being interested. And he's talking about in your job and you're going to find passion. Too many disinterested people have never given interested a shot. Um, he said, um, you know, basically the idea behind that, I thought that was phenomenal is you're taught in school, Go do what you want to do, right? Like you, you talk about sports because yeah. you got a sports background. You play baseball, right? Yes, sir. College. So sports background, definitely going to have you back on the show at some point to talk about that competitive <laughs> nature. But, you know, in, in, but in school, they don't teach you. They don't, t they teach you, go do what you want to be, you know, what you're interested in. So if it's sports, it's sports. If it's art, go, you know, be a, be an artist. Like, but, but in reality, right, most people 
can't be an artist. Most people can't be a pro athlete or they can't work in some type of upper level management. There's only a couple of those jobs in the world. Um, but rather, how about you find an industry that interests you and then really get interested in it? And number one, you're going to be really, really successful. And number two, you're going to get more interested the more that you get into it because any any industry is interesting. As long as you you know work hard enough at it, learn about it, there's some unique things about everything. And that's going to be what makes you better, I think, than the people around you. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. A lot of that is, you know, not limiting yourself down to a specific thing. Just being able to kind of see what you would be interested in, where you fit in. Like I was saying, like, there's no reason to limit your options just because you want to do one thing. Because you can do that thing in a lot of different industries. Yeah, and, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about we're all relatively the same age. And I, I literally don't know at what point that we were taught, you know, go do what you want to do. But maybe it's an American thing, right? Like you have access to literally everything you could ever want. So you just you just naturally think, oh, when I get a job, I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. Rather than saying, what can I make money at? What can I be successful at and work hard at? And what can I, if I get interested in it, can I really enjoy at the end of the day? But mm-hmm. instead they teach you, you know, okay, do you play sports? Go into sports. Be a coach, right? And that's why every everybody comes out to coach is because that's just what they fall into naturally. And they don't ever think, oh, you know what, I might like being a mortgage lender. I might be a financial advisor. And then on top of that, they probably are never, you know, um, they're never introduced to those industries either. So that's why exactly. things like this, the MS business program, they introduce you to the things you never would have seen otherwise. Yes. I um, I read an article in undergrad, and I wish that I could remember who wrote it, um, but it was called There's No Such Thing as a Dream Job. And at this point, I was questioning, you know, what do I want to do when I get out of school, whatever. So I was all into this article. I read it, and it was talking about how there's no such thing as a job that someone is born to do. And while there are probably a couple of people out there who could maybe say, like, no, I was born to be a doctor, something like that, for the majority of people, you're not born to do something. You find a job that you could be interested in, and if you put all of that effort and create a genuine interest in it, that's when you're going to be good at something. So it may not be something that you came out of the womb ready to do, and it was, you know, you destined to be. If you find a job and decide this is what I want to do and put your interest in it, give interest it a shot, and, you know, that's what you'll really thrive at. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was, that was a good article, too. I'm going to have to go read that one. Um, you know, and so we, as we end today, though, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you guys, what are three to five characteristics in a company that you would say are, are important, right? If you're talking again to that 17-year-old or people who listen to this podcast who are 18 or 19, as they go look for internships, um, what what are the top five things for each of you that are just characteristics about the company, whether it's culture or, um, you know, scalability or, you know, income, whatever it is, what are the top five things and kind of rank them in order and talk about, talk about those if you wouldn't mind. So the first one for me, I'm sure you can guess, is culture. So that's the big one for me. Uh, Two is probably flexibility, being able to not be stuck in the office all day or not be stuck driving all day, having the ability to kind of go back and forth and make your own schedule in a sense. I mean, you're going to get what you put into it. You're going to get out of it, get out of it what you put into the job. So you can basically do what you want and you can make $20,000 a year or you can put in a lot of effort and make uh, you can make a lot of money. Yeah, that basically. Uh, so two would be flexibility. Three would probably be, you know, the ability to make money. 
you know, there's un, uncapped potential, basically. You can, like I said, you can make as much money as you want or you can make as much money as you don't want, you know. You can, you get out of it what you put into it. Four. You don't have to go to five if you don't want okay. to. Okay. Yeah. I just might talk about your top, just one. talk about your top ones. And Macy, feel free to jump in if you have Yeah, to. go ahead. Um, so I think number one for me is finding a company that cares about my success. And, you know, there are a lot of companies I could go in that they're going to be like, okay, you're kind of on your own. Here's what we want you to do. Get after it. Um, I'm not going to obviously go into detail, but when I came into Rollo and you were talking about if you accepted this job, here's what it would be like. It was really an, you're making an investment in me to a point that a lot of companies don't do. And so it was apparent to me that this company cares about me and wants me to do well. They don't, you know, if I don't do well, it's not like they're like, well, okay, and it's just another one off the block. So they want me to succeed. That's important to me. Number two would probably be um, flexibility and the ability to kind of do things on my own terms. Not everyone is a cookie cutter employee. I don't think that management can successfully, for me anyway, say, here's how you have to do things, step one, two, three, and then I'm supposed to do it. That doesn't work very well for me. It works great for some people, but um, I think this is better for me. Here's you know, the end goal. Get to it how you will. We'll show you some good ways to do it. Here's how we think you should do it, but like take these pieces and do it your own way. So flexibility is important to me. Um, I would also say, of course, income is important. That's something that you're obviously going to care about. So find something you love, but also find something that's going to, you know, help you live the life that you want to live, whatever life that may be. Um, I'd say those are my top three. But mo- actually, no, I do want to add one. Something I that add two. <laughs> something that I loved so much about this company is that Rollo does not change themselves based on whatever the world tells them to be. So I don't like how there are a lot of companies who are like, well, we had to change X, Y, Z because it's you know better for business. It's a better look. So we're going to do this instead. Even though it doesn't really go with what we stand for, it looks better. So let's do that. That's not. I'm not huge on that. I really like that I'm going to be working for a company where I know what they stand for, and I don't have to beat around the bush and you know pretend to other people that they stand for something else. You know. So that's another really big important thing for me. So I have one to add. I think it might even jump up to number two. Um, it's just the ability to grow to grow with the company because the company is not small by any means, but it's not huge. And so you have this ability to grow with the company and grow yourself. And like I said, there's no limit on the amount that you can grow. You can grow to as big as you want or you can stay as small as you want. And I think that's huge because it gives, it goes back to the flexibility. It gives me the flexibility to, you know, like Macy said, really live the life that I would like to live, whether that's, you know, I live in, a huge mansion or I live in a small house and just, you know, live my humble life. But I think the ability to grow is huge for me because it I can always push further and further and further. I don't have I can't be cut off. So I think that was a big one for me. You know, how much of an advantage do you guys think you know y'all are young, right? Y'all how are you twenty one? How am I twenty one? Yes. I graduated in three years at ETBU and then got in here were you young were you young for your class in high school too my brother's in may yeah nick and i are us two and one other guy are the youngest people in the program because i turned 22 last month i was gonna say i graduated in three years too but if i would have taken this program i would have been 22 when i finished i will be well actually actually yeah you might not be i won't be (laughs) dude 21 is young 
All right. Uh, but no, like if you guys would have known that this is what you wanted to do at 18, how much farther along would, would you have been? And would that make a big difference now? Or would it make a big difference in the long run? Yeah, that would make a huge difference because like Macy said earlier, if you would ask me to send a message to somebody, some random person on LinkedIn, I might've sat in a corner and cried. Like I'm not the most outgoing person. And I would not have enjoyed that at all. And so if I would have known that I was going to do this since I was 18, my network would be so huge at this point. I would I would have probably 400 people lined up, ready to buy insurance, ready to do this, ready to do that, ready to move into maybe commercial stuff. You would know what insurance is about yeah, and what I, it is. I would actually know what I'm going to be talking about. Industry-specific knowledge, I think, is one of the biggest things yeah, exactly. that you can develop. Like you were saying earlier, like research the industries. But once you know that industry, like think if you guys would have known what y'all wanted to do going into the MS business program, you would have been listening to everything and been like, oh, that's how that applies to what I'm going to do. Exactly. And, oh, yeah. yeah. It, ahead, it definitely would have given uh, everything we learned in the program, I would have seen in a different light if I had known beforehand. And like Nick said, I would have probably a, bigger, more applicable network because while I do feel like it's valuable that I, um, you know, found and gained this big network in a lot of different industries, I may have still gotten that network, but in a different light. So rather than talking to an attorney about what's your job like, because maybe I want to do that, I would be talking to them in a different way. So network would probably be a little bit different if I had known for sure. All right, guys, thanks for uh, coming in today. Nick Macy, we're looking forward to having you guys back here soon. I know yes, that sir. we can walk right down the hall and record anytime we want. So that'll <laughs> yeah. be a lot of fun. But thanks for coming on. Yeah, yes, sir. Thank thanks you. Thanks for having us.